Thank you everyone for joining us this evening uh, for the second session of Heart Truths, a conversation series by the Free Community Church in conjunction with PinkFest by PinkDot this year. Uh, for those of you who are new to FCC, we are a non-denominational progressive church that affirms all people regardless of gender, sexuality, race, nationality, sexual orientation, economic status, or any other category. We want to say that you are all of sacred worth and we love you all just the same. Okay, Free in Free Community Church uh, stands for first, realize everyone is equal, and that means uh, equally beloved and equally of worth. As a church, uh, FCC, of course, has its views, uh, but we would like to say that we make no requirement uh, when you participate with us for this conversation, no requirement for you to hold the same beliefs as us uh, or to change your beliefs uh, after listening to, to uh, this conversation. I think our intention really is for us to share the truth of our hearts uh, with you uh, so that uh, you know you are not alone and that if you would like to join us in this conversation, you are more than welcome. Okay, so um, with that, uh, let's start today's session. Today's session is about queer aging. And on today's panel, actually, we're quite lucky because we have this whole intergenerational panel with us from people from the 30s to 40s to 50s and to the 60s. Okay, so you can sort of guess la, later on, okay? You can do your own guesswork on who it is. Uh, but this is really just a snapshot. La. Even though we did try to include uh, different people in the community, it's actually um, a lot bigger than that. And there's a lot more diversity. So I think maybe we can think of this uh, session as a start off, to start off the ball rolling, uh, to talk about queer issues. Uh, something that I think maybe we don't talk about enough, but we really hope to uh, engage in uh, a little more um, as we mature as a community. Okay, so uh, we're going to have some questions later on, and I think maybe those parts are actually the really juicy bits like, where you get to uh, post your questions to the panel. Um, but for now, um, let me start introducing to you the panel and start off with a few questions. Okay, before we move on to that. Okay, so my name is Mark. Uh, I am 37 this year, and I've been in FCC for 18 years. Uh, so you can say that actually I quite literally grew up in this church. La. And um, I'm quite thankful for a lot of the love and care I've received um, from the older uh, gay and lesbian uh, men in the community uh, who have taken care of me, really. I mean, when I was young and growing up as a student and now as a working adult, uh, trying to uh, give a little back, big back to the church. La. Okay, so I'm really thankful for that. And um, I would really like to introduce my friends uh, from FCC who are joining us uh, on this panel today. I'll start off with someone who is far away from us physically, but uh, is very much close to our heart. So, uh, Michael, could you um, help introduce yourselves? Hello. Hello, I'm Michael. Um, I've actually just turned 61. I know it, I don't look it, but hey-ho. <laughs> um, I, I live in London with my Singaporean partner, and we started to attend FCC uh, mm. back in 2018. We come back to Singapore under normal circumstances, regularly, twice a year. Um, and uh, we started, as I say, in 2018. Um, when the pandemic came in, we started to watch the Sunday services as they were broadcast um, mm. every week, which was fantastic for us. And um, I attend regularly the weekly mm. prayer meeting. So mm. we really do feel that FCC is our home church. Thank you, Michael. Um, okay, next up, uh, Andy. Uh, hello, I'm Andy. Uh, I'm 45 this year, so uh, uh, Mark's my partner. So uh, we registered our civil union in New Zealand back in 2019. So uh, I've been with uh, FCC since 2012-2013. And uh, in between, of course, I was away uh, out of the country 
for maybe one or two years. So uh, currently, I serve at the FCC Sunday School. Yeah. Okay. And um, Irene? Good evening, everyone. Uh, as the only rose among the thorns, I'm very honoured to be <laughs> here and I'm very happy to be able to share um, what is on my mind with regards to uh, ageing mm. uh, in general. Um, I'm 55 years old this year and I have been with FCC for almost a decade. Very thankful for the community. I identify first and foremost as a Christian, followed by lesbian, followed by me. <laughs> I mean, thanks for reminding um, me that actually uh, we, we do have many identities. Lah. So even though we are talking about um, queer aging today and what it means to grow older as a queer person, LGBT person, actually we do hold many different identities. And we also acknowledge that, you know, we kind of like have different um, experiences. Lah. So even though we may say that we are from 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s, actually um, there are a lot of other factors lah, that kind of like, change the dynamic. So it's not like we can really represent those things. So we just want to share from our hearts what uh, experiences we've had, our stories, um, and uh, we would like, really like to hear from you as well. So hopefully it can spark off some of your, your thoughts, questions, and comments, uh, and complaints, okay? Um, and to share with us so that we can really uh, engage with those ideas too, and for us to also reflect, okay? So my first question, okay, to everyone, and we'll start off with Michael first, we're working our way down, okay? Uh, the first question is this, you know, when you think about yourself as an LGBT person, um, do you think that there's anything that is unique or not, okay, about aging as a queer person? Okay, we'll start off with uh, Michael for this question. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've, I gave this some thought and I, I think unique is, 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 is a strong word. I think there might mm. be some differences, but mm. generally, you know, First and foremost, as you talk about all our identities, you know, we're, mm. we're humans and we're mm. living in a society. So mm. you know, we may or may not have partners as LGBT people, but there are straight people who don't have partners as well. Mm. Um, I think depending on where you're living, there are different challenges. You know, here in the UK, being LGBT is, is very uh, widely accepted. We have very strong anti-discriminatory laws, which means that, um, you know, it's a safe space by and large. Mm. You know, that's not to say that we don't have some personal attacks, mm. but we, you know, by and large, it's, <clears throat> it's safe for us to walk down the streets and be ourselves. Mm. Um, so um, I, think, I think apart from maybe some personal conflicts that uh, exist within us that you know, perhaps hold us back and, and, and beliefs that may or may not be true, thoughts that we have. Um, I, I'm pleased to say that for, for me, um, I don't see a lot of difference um, to my straight allies in, in the circumstances that I have growing up. Thank you so much. And that can be a good thing also. I think that even though the question is about uniqueness, it doesn't have to be. Like, okay, so the answer can also be no. But let me just pose the same question to everyone so we get a chance to share. Uh, what is uh, unique about aging as an LGBT person? Is there anything in your opinion and your experience? Actually, probably I think uh, I'll like to probably put a cap on 
what, what is actually aging? Like to me, aging is like, doesn't just start off at 40s or 50s where you start to have wrinkles or, mm. you know, uh, drop hair and all that mm. stuff. La. So it probably, uh, to me, it starts off uh, uh, from teen side. Mm. So like maybe 10s to 20s to 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s mm. and, and, and beyond there. So that to me is aging. The aging process starts way earlier. Mm. Like, uh, so what is, uh, to me, what is unique about uh, LGBT aging, right? Uh, I mean, Probably aging, I probably put it uh, in like an equation form. Like Jamie has um, probably said it before. Like uh, to me, aging is uh, growing up plus growing old. It's a combination of the two. La. So mm. what is unique about mm. LGBT growing up, uh, uh, growing up is that they face that at some point in their lives, whether is it maybe 20s or depending on how come, when they want to face themselves or mm. 30s or 40s or something, they, they, they face that. Uh, the question of the self-acceptance of their sexual orientation, uh, mm. that's one. And and following that, also uh, perhaps uh, they need to deal with the probable uh, non-acceptance by their fam family, uh, mm. by the society at large. Maybe not in Singapore, maybe like uh, maybe uh, from neighboring countries or people from neighboring countries or so, uh, by the community or by uh, by their friends or family. So uh, that to me is uh, quite. Are unique la, the growing up phase to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks so much for sharing. I think there's a balance. La. There are some things that I think uh, are the same for all of us. I mean, we are all, um, uh, we are all um, uh, flesh and, and bones. We all grow old. Um, we age every day. I mean, babies age too. It's just that they have perfect skin, but I mean, they age too. Uh, we age every day. And as we speak right now, we are growing older too, by the second. But I think um, there's also a different aspect of aging, which I think Andy mentioned, which is the gro uh, growing up and growing old. So growing up, um, am I right to say growing up is uh, like, um, a growing old is uh, about the biology of growing old. Okay, so I mean, we, 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 we have wrinkles, we, 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 we lose hair, we get um, uh, more prosperous around the waist. Um, okay, but um, there are other things as well, like growing up which is different. Yeah, like, like you know, um, life experiences, your, your process of life, like you, your soul becomes like old and all that. La. So mm. mostly the, you know, passage of life. La. Yeah. Mm. I think the choices, la, the choices, yeah. right, that we have to make are sometimes a little bit different from uh, our peers who um, uh, may identify as straight. La. Okay? Okay, so maybe, but maybe let me not say too much, because okay? actually you are supposed to be talking. So uh, maybe... Let me, let me pose the same question to you again. What is unique um, or not about aging as an LGBT person? Uh, I can't really speak for anybody and everybody mm. else, but I can only speak for myself. Mm. Uh, to me, aging um, in this question is the mm. uh, fact that we are growing older, mm. not so much as growing up uh, mm. personally. Mm. Uh, obviously, that comes as part and parcel of our mm. life cycle. But for growing older, I mean, there is, mm. to me, not much difference mm. um, whether you're straight or you're gay, simply mm. because at the end of the day, you know, your body still ache. Mm. You know, uh, you cannot run as fast or you cannot, uh, you know, do as many uh, physical exercise activities simply because, you know, uh, mm. whilst the spirit may be willing, but the body is weak. Um, there is not much difference mm. for me other than the fact that... Um, uh, there are certain considerations, um, mm. you know, in terms of uh, being LGBT. Mm. Uh, for me, as a lesbian, um, mm. you know, it it 
really uh, means that I have to be a little bit more careful because uh, mm. uh, of my of my uh, of my status as being single, and at the same time also uh, being you know uh, as not as active as I used to be. Although I am still very energetic. Sorry, what do you mean by active? Uh, active as in, you know, uh, I can't dance all night, which was something that I used to love to do. Mm -hmm. uh, simply because, you know, uh, mm. I get uh, tired a little bit more easily. Mm. Uh, my sleep gets uh, um, uh, disturbed a mm. little bit more often. Mm. But I don't think that that is uh, a question of being um, identified as uh, LGBT. Mm. But it is more... Uh, being human mm. and uh, as part and parcel of the human aging process, mm. you know, it is uh, what it is, you know, mm. like what the fellow panelists have mentioned in mm. terms of uh, having wrinkles, uh, having lesser hair, uh, feeling more uh, lethargic mm. Uh, mm. in general. Thanks so much for sharing. I think, okay, if I hear correctly from most of the panel, I think, it, I think there are some differences, but in general, uh, there's quite a lot of similarity. You don't see a very unique difference about uh, aging like, as an LGBT person. Okay, and that may be a good thing and a beautiful thing. Um, I just am curious, right? Like, um, because sometimes when we are growing older, especially when you are starting out as a, a young LGBT person, um, when you come out, the LGBT thing becomes very strong, right? I'm LGBT person and I, I'm, I'm going, uh, I, I'm very different. I'm different from the rest, okay? I'm different from the mainstream and so forth. Do you find that actually as you grow older, it becomes less important or less significant in your life? Maybe I'll start off with um, uh, Irene and then we work our way back. Sure. Um, well, as I mentioned at, at mm. the uh, beginning in terms of the introduction, you know, I identify myself first and foremost as a Christian. Mm. So I started attending church since I was five. I was baptized when I was 10. Mm. And, um, you know, surprisingly, I only uh, came out when I was uh, 26. Mm. You know, uh, all this time, I have always been uh, interested slash attracted to mm. uh, uh, um, people of the uh, fairer sex, mm. if you will, uh, whether it's girls or, or ladies. But I never actually uh, allowed myself to do anything about it. So mm. um, I only came out when I was 26 and had mm. my first girlfriend then. A uh, simple reason is because uh, growing up, you know, uh, there's always the issue that, uh, you know, being gay is, <clears throat> is wrong. And if that's the case, then, you know, what can I do or what should I do? Mm. Um, when I came out, I actually went for, uh, uh, I actually did very in-depth study in terms of, uh, you know, mm. uh, what it means to be gay and being a Christian. Mm. And when I was able to accept that, <clears throat> it actually helps, um, mm. you know, for me to be able to overcome Mm. my hesitancy and my denial um, that I am who I am. Mm. Um, so in answer to your question, mm. um, you know, uh, uh, it's not so much as being um, more pronounced, uh, oh, I am a lesbian or I'm gay. Uh, when I was younger, uh, once I was able to accept myself, I've always been very out, mm. uh, out mm. there. Um, even when I go for job interviews and stuff, you know, I, I don't hide the fact that I am gay uh, mm. because I feel that I shouldn't be um, um, penalised just because I'm gay and mm. I want it to be known that, you know, mm. who I am and what I can do, my skill sets, my experience, so on and so forth, has nothing to do with my sexual preference or my sexual identity. So, mm. um, 
it's never, uh, oh, I have to be an activist and, and therefore, um, you know, speak out there and say that I need to be, um, tell the whole world that I'm gay and fight for the rights. Um, yeah. I do feel that we are marginalised, but it's not an age thing that, um, you know, you become more of an activist when you're younger. Mm. I think that has always been the fact that, um, you know, I always believe in fighting for the minorities, uh, fighting for the underdogs, you know, mm. and uh, for me that is more important uh, mm. to be able to stand up and to be able to say that uh, I identify with the minorities regardless mm. of gender. I mean, thanks so much for, for also kind of like helping us to expand um, our understanding of what being an activist means. Because I think sometimes, uh, especially as a, maybe, I wouldn't say I'm super young. La. I mean, 30 plus is kind of like neither here nor there. La. But um, I would say that maybe in my 20s, when I thought of uh, being an LGBT person, I always felt that, okay, yeah, you're going to fight for rights. And that means marching on the streets. That means holding up banners and so forth. But actually being reconciled um, in your different areas of your life, your work, your, your kind of your, your spirituality and your, your own uh, identity as a lesbian actually is a form of being a role model and in a sense also um, I feel quite strongly actually like an activist like, in many ways. Yeah. Okay, but um, same question to the rest also. Um, do you feel that actually as you grow older, right, um, do you feel that being um, LGBT means a more of an issue or less of an issue? Actually, it kind of like uh, less of an issue. So it's... Um, Probably because uh, you already uh, face, uh, you know, that you already accept, you, you have accepted, and you probably, uh, if you probably seek community friends that are supportive, and along the way, as you grow older, like, mm. you know, you know, in FCC, it's kind of like, like we don't even, <laughs> it becomes like a norm, we don't even talk about whether <laughs> you are gay, lesbian, or whoever walking, we don't even know whether they are. Uh, whether they are mm. LGBT or is it or just an ally or that sort of thing. Mm. So you kind of like band together as you go older, like you kind of um, more sure of yourself, uh, find community uh, who are uh, aligned and support mm. each other. La. So I guess kind of that um, you, you, yeah. yeah. Like okay. That, mm. Thank you very much. Um, anything to add? I mean, um, the rest before I move on. No? Oh, okay, Ken. Michael, are you there? I'm here. I'm still okay. here. Yes. Yes, same question. Okay. Um, as you're growing older, uh, uh, as an LGBT person, does being LGBT actually mean more or less? Or is it more of a less of an issue in your life? Well, I, want, I just want to punctuate this question uh, with a bit of personal history because... Um, I didn't come out as being gay until I was 42 mm. and I got married to a woman mm. at 25 and I have mm. three grown up children. So mm. I have lived both as a straight person and as a gay person, even mm. though I knew I was gay from a very young age. Mm. And, mm. and the reason that that happened and, and uh, Andy alluded to community you know, that within FCC, we don't, we don't question people's sexuality and their gender. They're just people. And we, mm. we interact with, with each other regardless. And I think mm. that's the most beautiful thing. But when I grew up, 
Um, I, I got in with a group of very good friends when I was in my early teens. I should also say that um, I lost my father to suicide when I was six. And that meant that um, I was actually quite uh, an isolated child. I, I found it very difficult to make friends where we lived. There were not children in, in my immediate locality of my age. And so, I mean, I was quite, I was quite outward going, but I just, I never made good, strong connections. And as a teenager, I did. And, and, and these friends and I went to a very evangelical Church of England uh, church. Mm. And we and we were zealous. We were mm. zealous for the truth. We used to mm. study the Bible every Sunday and we took all the hot topics, abortion, mm. euthanasia, homosexuality. Mm. Um, and it was very clear to me from what what I was taught then that being gay, not even um, acting on that that mm. that same sex attraction, but just just the very fact that I was gay was sinful. Mm. And so that meant that I had to make a choice, either mm. to give up everything that, that was my community, my friendships, and mm. be isolated, or to keep quiet and, and live that straight life. Mm. And that's what I chose to do. I'm not, not I'm not, you know, that's a fact. I, you know, whether I'm, I, I don't want to, I don't need to get into um, punishing talk about that, but it took me until I was 42 to come out and I'm very pleased to say that today, my my wife, my children, Melvin, my partner, and myself are one big happy family. Tomorrow we're going to my son's house with who got married last year, um, and we'll be celebrating birthdays that we've missed. We'll be celebrating Father's Day, all sorts of things, and we're all together. Um, but so. Your question, you know, being gay, is it more, more or less of an issue for me now? In one sense, it's not. But I also want to just say that um, for, for people who are not in a minority, when they say, oh, everything's equal, we don't discriminate, we don't show, we don't show favoritism, um, and, uh, you know, that comes from the powers mm. that be, mm. I think that's very disingenuous, actually, mm. because unless you are in a minority, mm. you have no idea what it's like when someone makes a joke about being gay or men chatting mm. up men, which happened to me only mm. a few weeks ago in a business meeting. You know, it was an off-the-cuff remark, and I, I chose not to say anything there and then, but I did follow it up with a call afterwards. And mm. I think the people who I spoke to were very shocked at my response because I, unlike Irene, had not made an issue of my sexuality when I'd gone into this business. Mm. To mm. me, you know, it was about me and my skills and my abilities and mm. not my sexuality. And so I hadn't made, mm. I hadn't, hadn't spoken about it. Um, but clearly when I did, it, it, it sent the flag up the flagpole and people recognised mm. what I was talking about. Mm. So I think, I think for us to speak our truth, mm. to speak out, is a very courageous act. Um, mm. and, and it doesn't necessarily get any easier as we get older. Mm. I, 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 have, I ask this question also because of our personal experience, which is that, you know, I always 
Actually, I secretly wanted to it not to be an issue when I grow older. So as I grow older, I, I, I imagine, uh, as I grow older, that it will become less and less of an issue. So it surprised me that um, actually in, in the last couple of years, there were some isolated incidents that made me realize that actually it is still very much an issue, you know. And that uh, even as I'm growing older, somehow maybe I have shielded myself in certain ways. So like, for example, um, Andy mentioned we got married in New Zealand, right? Um, and then I remember this um, case where uh, we were, um, because we were very cheapskates, so we, took pic we tried to take pictures behind the, the, you know, that tram that goes through Christchurch. It's completely free, okay? So we just waited for the, the tram to be there, and then when we were ready, we posed behind and then, you know, did the picture. And then uh, as the tram was going off, everyone started cheering for us, okay? So of course I was very happy, but then I, I, I could feel a sense of like, kind of like, oh, uh, I'm a little bit surprised and a little bit, it, it, it made me feel a little bit unusual because I always thought I was reconciled and then I, I'm quite like over there, I'm seriously like I'm New Zealand, having a holiday with my partner, I have my own place and everything, all settled, right? All the marks of growing up, right? But yet I realized that there were still parts of me that I think um, were hurt that I had shielded off. That Actually, these things reminded me la, that, oh, People are happy for me and I find it weird, you know, that kind of thing. So I think uh, for me, I mean, that's where my question also comes from. La. Yeah. So, I mean, thanks so much for, for sharing. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Actually, I guess uh, one of your questions, whether yeah. uh, as you age, you know, as well, does it get better? Mm. I, I guess people who have actually reconciled their sexuality or, or that is accepted I, uh, and like the like what you say, mm. like the, pioneer, the, the older generation, the pioneers, mm. all that, mm. actually um, kind of like uh, also probably has a, um, mm. also more responsibilities to mm. guide, uh, no, to mm. share their experiences mm. and uh, with the young, younger, mm. younger folks uh, who are coming in who needs like, um, you know, sharing our experiences. Mm. Uh, just like one example, probably uh, recently, I think there was a... Uh, um, uh, a couple, a gay, uh, gay couple, actually uh, approaches and you know uh, to have a meal. So they just started uh, staying together. So they were just wondering, sharing from our experiences, uh, what are the potential problems on that. Uh. So, uh, potential problem that might pop up with two persons staying in a, you know, staying together. What what mm. could the possibly conflicts and all mm. that uh. So what I'm trying to say is that uh, as you go. Uh, as you go older, actually, uh, there's like uh, more respons uh, There are certain more responsibilities that um, unspoken responsibilities that like what might have done, you know, speaking up, you know, uh, yeah, and like uh, what the, our seniors has done for us, you know, uh, coming to our aid, uh, mm. making sure that we are okay. Yeah, mm. things are that don't really at surface be seen in the church, uh, but behind mm. the scene behind, you know, all the self, uh, the dinners and that mm. they meet up, they provide the, uh, the support there. Yeah, so by extension, yeah. we because we are beneficiaries of that also, so as we go older also, uh, we we'll need to provide that support yeah, mm. to pass it forward. La. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we call it a community. La. So I mean, that's what it's about. Mm. I, I think for myself, um, you know, uh, in conjunction with uh, Pink Dot, right, which is uh, mm. coming up, um, I remember very clearly that uh, when I attended the first Pink Dot, 
um, you know, I, I saw this uh, elderly couple. They were in their 70s. You know, mm. one was Chinese, the other one was Indian. Mm. And, you know, I was very curious. I mean, you know, uh, the, the idea or the thought that, oh, it's Pink Dot and it's supposedly, you know, in support of uh, the freedom to love and stuff mm. like that. And, and I asked this couple, I said, you know, wh why are you here? Mm. And then and they were like, you know, in their 70s and, and they were holding hands and, and wow. you know, being very loving and stuff like that. Wow. And, I, and they say that, you know, they are supporting the freedom to love. Be mm. and, and they put it in the context that it is true. In the older days, you know, if you were um, of different race and all that, and if you got together, mm. you know, it was very, very difficult. You know, people will start talking behind your back and, mm. and saying that, you know, uh, you, you, you are wrong, you are, you know, and, and the comments come in. And I, I put it together with, you know, the mm. fact that uh, even to this day, mm. uh, as a, a LGBTQ uh, person, right, mm. um, people will never understand because, you know, they, mm. they themselves have, may or may not have gone through that same experience. Mm. But it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, when people actually, you know, uh, comment and, and, and say that, oh, it's wrong and, and it's not what it's supposed to be and so on and so forth, that they are right. You know, mm. as long as you, for me, as long as, you know, I feel that I'm not hurting anybody else, Mm. And, and I would say that I'm very fortunate because um, even though my family, you know, uh, uh, my siblings, um, uh, in, in biological siblings, mm. are very staunch Christians. Mm. I mean, and they don't, they don't uh, condone, you know, the fact that I'm gay, mm. but neither do they condemn me. And, and my partners um, over the years have always been very warmly welcomed by mm. my family. Mm. And I think that you know, being part of the community, mm. um, showing support is mm. as important whether you're LGBTQ or you're straight or, or you know, you are from a mixed race couple and, and so on and so forth. We should actually, you know, um, uh, be comfortable mm. uh, uh, and be authentic and truthful to ourselves and to mm. the people that we consider as our family and friends mm. um, rather than um, hide. And, and I'm not saying that, oh, everybody has to mm. uh, come out uh, of the closet and, mm. and, and, you know, speak their truth. Mm. Um, there's always a right time and place yes. for everything. And, yes. and for me, that is important yes. as well. And I just want to also clarify that we are not advocating coming out, okay, as the uh, right now, here now, come out. And that's the most important thing. And that will solve all your problems. Because I think for anyone who has come out will realize that that is hardly the solution to our problems. Our problems still stay. We still got a lot of other issues, more than just wrinkles and getting fat. Okay, so there are a lot of other things as well, right, that stay with us uh, and are part of our lives, like spirituality and so forth. So, I mean, thanks Mark, for Mark, sharing that. Yeah. Mark, Michael, Mark, yes. Mark, could I just, could I, could I just say that <clears throat> I, think, I think it's very important for us in FCC <clears throat> to say, <clears throat> excuse me, to say that yeah, our guiding principles Yes. Uh, are what Jesus would describe as the two great commandments <clears throat> to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and to mm. love your neighbour as yourself. Thank you. And that is a very non-judgmental mm. giving. It's thinking mm. of others mm. more than we think about ourselves. Mm. And, and you know, it struck me when Irene was talking about love. Um, you know, who are we to judge whether mm. a couple love each other or not. 
Mm. That's between themselves mm. and their and their creator, their their God, mm. the God of their understanding. Dare I even say, you know, mm. you know, I talk for, I talk as a Christian because that's my mm. belief. But it's not my it's not my position to impose my religion mm. and my faith on others. Mm. Um, and 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 I do think that as a society, we need to guard as much as we can against others who judge. Um, and there can be the j- danger that you know, we see someone judging and then we judge them too. We need to speak to them in love. But we do, I think, need to encourage understanding and that safe space for all people to love in their in their way. And as Irene said, you know, if I'm loving, I'm not hurting somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and this, this, I think, lies at the heart of... You know, Pink Doc's campaign to uh, repeal 377A mm. because it, it seems to me that society is trying to tell us mm. who we can and who mm. we cannot love. Yes. And, and I think, uh, thanks for reminding us about Pink Dot because this event is part of Pink Dot, Pink Fest is part of Pink Dot. And um, one of the taglines for Pink Dot is freedom to love. But I think sometimes the problem is people think freedom to love means freedom to... Um, have sex and uh, I mean nothing wrong huh? please go ahead okay nothing wrong with having sex okay please go ahead we are very pro-sex as in we are very positive about that as part of our lives okay or not you can don't have sex too that's fine but I think the, the, the thing about freedom to love is I think for us it's really not about um, in that very narrow sense but as I think Michael mentioned also freedom to especially as we grow older to, to freedom to love others as in to care for others to, to when we come out as a form of caring for others and to, to be our full selves to others spiritually, uh, sexually, emotionally, socially, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there, is, there is a huge responsibility mm. that comes with love. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure Andy and Mark will, will attest to that as a, as a couple who are here today. But yeah. I know in my relationship that... Loving is thinking about the other person more than myself. Mm. And that's difficult. Mm. That is, you know, if we're, we're demanding the freedom to love, we're demanding something that is really difficult to live up to. Mm. Goodness, yeah, freedom to be selfish is the easy thing. Freedom to love is really, really difficult. Thank you so much. I mean, that's, that's I think, um, uh, this is, um, I think we... We, we do need to add to the conversation about, especially um, in terms of, at least from speaking as Christian uh, and an LGBT person also, when we're talking about freedom to love, it's also the freedom to give and the freedom to care for someone else and freedom to give of ourselves, which is actually quite a huge responsibility, eh, apart from it being a commandment of Jesus. Yeah. Okay, Ken? Okay, I'll move on to the next question. And maybe we can even save some time for more of the Q&A questions, okay? Let me just do a quick check. Okay. All right. Um, okay. My next question, okay? So, um, Irene mentioned Pink Dot. Can I just do a quick check? Um, um, we all know about Pink Dot, right? And, um, okay. So, um, who has uh, participated in Pink Dot events before? You? Attending Pink Dot? Yep. So, could be online, could be watching the online service and so forth. So, at least once, uh, Okay, so um, uh, more than once. Who, who has done more than once? Almost every year, except every year. for two years. 
when <laughs> I was traveling. Do you remember when was the first time uh, it started? Long. 209, right? 209, uh. you, 209. No, no, for me, no, I, I was away. There was a period of time I, I was working overseas. Oh, okay. Hey, Michael, uh, when was the first time? Last you... year, last year was the only time because I'm not normally back in Singapore when Pink Dot is, is on. Oh, okay, so okay. The, the pandemic in this regard was a blessing because yes. Melvin and I were able to sit on our sofa uh, and I think I think um, you had you had like a party going for yes. Pink Dot within FCC, and we yes. we were all on Zoom watching and participating, and it was the most wonderful experience to to be part of the community, you know, the the satellite part in London, but still participating in Pink Dot, listening to the very. Um, moving and emotional yes. stories and uplifting encouragement that came from that event. Mm. Actually, Pink Dot has kind of like grown so much over the years. I remember when I first joined in uh, university, it was a, it's really a dot. Like, it's really a dot. Then it became a splash, right? And now there's an electronic splash all over the world. So it's actually grown quite a bit, like, as a, um, I think, LGBT community in Singapore. Okay, so I just want to get uh, maybe you guys to reflect on the LGBT community right now, what you see right now, okay? Um, do you see, and uh, what do you see that is um, maybe uh, strikes you as surpri um, surprising when it comes to aging? Like, is there anything that surprises you? When you look at the LGBT community, is it more accepting? Is it less accepting? Is it becoming younger, older in any way? Uh, let me start then. Um, mm. I, I think for myself, as I mentioned, mm. you know, uh, when I was when I first came out, there were not many places that um, LGBTQ uh, can congregate. You know, uh, mm. I remember attending a, a, a tea session, so to speak, mm. um, at one at one of the uh, places at Boat Key, mm. uh, organized by this group called Slang, uh, mm. which literally means you know uh, being. Uh, alternative in that respect mm. but for me it's like you know uh, Singapore lesbians are naughty girls but the reality <laughs> of it is not that case um, there were very few places that you know we can gather mm. uh, and get to know um, mm. you know uh, other lesbians in that respect mm. um, comparing then and now mm. I think um, the LGBTQ uh, community uh, they are younger but they are also have a, a very strong voice, uh, mm. especially with the advent of the uh, mm. internet and so mm. on and so mm. forth, right? Um, they have more uh, places where they can actually um, speak yes. their truths, speak their voices. And a lot of them are not afraid um, mm. in, in, you know, in, in saying that uh, they are who they are mm. and please accept me as who I am kind mm. of situation. Um, it is different. Uh, and I'm very uh, glad that it has moved forward. Mm -hmm. uh, although, obviously, there are still a lot, uh, a long ways to go. Um, Great, yeah. uh, Well, I mean, we, we, you know, if you ask me my wish list in that respect, right, um, it is to, say, have a, 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 a LGBTQ-friendly, uh, not so much as a nursing home, but a, a gated community where 
uh, LGBTQ can come and live together and mm. you know uh, have people mm. who who are of the same uh, uh, mm. needs you know uh, aged care and so on and so forth right uh, simply because at the end of the day this is something that is mm. provided for uh, for a lot of the straight people but mm. if you are gay um, you know you can't say that oh I want to stay with uh, my mm. partner or you know my mm. friend. Uh, because we have the same interests or the same uh, um, alignment in that respect. Mm. But in terms of the difference, uh, there are more resources mm. now compared to the past. Mm. Uh, and I don't know, maybe it's because I was born earlier, <laughs> I grew up in a, a different era, but the older community um, mm. here also tend to be a little bit um, less vocal. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we don't, we, even though there are parties and, and so on and so forth uh, for the LGBTQ now, mm. uh, the older generations tend not to go to these parties mm. as much or, or even want to be there. Mm. So for the older generations, um, you know, uh, the, the older uh, community, um, mm. we would probably gather more at people's houses, you yes. know, uh, small little groups and network. Uh, and, and, and have different interests compared to, oh, you know, let's go party and, and, and things like that. Uh, the reason why I brought that up is simply because, you know, in my younger days, I loved to go to parties, mm. not so much as a pickup place, but more, um, it is one of the few times where I can actually get to dance the whole night, you know, mm. from the start all the way to closing and still feel very energetic and, and, and things like that. Uh, it was a place where you can just be yourself, mm. you know, and not be afraid of um, uh, unwanted attention of people approaching you, mm. uh, you know, just because you're female and mm. in a club. Yeah, I mean, it's quite important because it's like, um, we all need to socialize, we all need to connect with others, um, but we may have different needs. We may want to sleep at 10.30 at night, right? We don't actually want to like party and dance all night. And so there are different needs. Lah. So I think the question is still is the same one for everyone, for Michael and Andy also. Um, uh, when you look at the LGBT community now, do you find that it's actually getting, um, is it like easier to grow older? Is it more conducive to grow older or is it um, we find more, actually more challenging? Actually, in the context of Singapore, right, I mean, there's a lot more options these days. Like, let's say you decided that, okay, I'll just speak like uh, mm. some case, cases that we have, uh, some examples mm. in Singapore. Uh, like, uh, no, uh, coming from the church. So, say, in the past, uh, so there's this uh, Mr. H. So, he's the transgender So from our church. So, so he has gone to, like, you know, he, he wants to be a teacher, but he can't in Singapore. I don't think MOE will accept. La, but mm. in the past, it won't. He probably don't have any much option. But now, like, mm. he can go to Australia mm. and complete his teaching, you know, um, mm. studies and That's become great. a teacher over there. Mm. So there's, in that sense, there's greater option. Mm. So in the past, probably uh, like uh, before maybe New Zealand or some of the other countries like uh, passed the uh, same-sex marriage uh, laws. So like uh, people in Singapore, they couldn't, you know, mm. uh, they could just stay, you know, uh, they, they can't do much. So mm. these days you can migrate. I mean, we have examples mm. in yeah. church where they're like Singaporeans, like, they, yeah. they just, they, they move uh, overseas, uh, mm. Australia, New Zealand, and just mm. reside there and live more towards, uh, to the fullest of their 
um, lives. Uh. So in that sense, there's a lot more uh, options. And I guess um, if you are ready, uh, if you are prepared, uh, you know, uh, I feel it's much easier because there's uh, more resources mm. available. Just, just think a look, uh, MCC. I mean, twenty years ago, what will, what will exactly will we? You know, like maybe a couple of people like in a <laughs> in a in a church, uh, like in a flat, right? Then like secretly, you know, <laughs> had to text Reverend Yap, <laughs> you know, a senior yes. pastor or something like to get some support and just to see whether you know. Their theology is it's right. Now. But now it's different. Yeah. We have Reverend Mia, we have like Pastor Pauline, we have, true. Yeah, you know, Dr. Ollie and you know, Lynette and all that. And That's we have so true. many theologically trained people in church. So in that sense that yeah, I, I feel it's um uh there's there's a lot more resources uh, to help out. Uh. But uh, there's at least in Singapore there's a lot um uh, mm. more to go. Yeah. Mm. I mean there's it's not perfect, but at least there are more choices that we can make. Okay, uh, Michael, what about you? Yes, yeah, I, I, it's been interesting. I've been listening to the discussion and just writing some notes here. And, and I think it's about being ourselves. If we mm. can be ourselves, however mm. that manifests. You know, Paul, mm. uh, um, Irene was talking about living in a gated community of like-minded people. And that like-mindedness might mean that I want to live with people who have a, have a, have a passion about gardening or who mm. have a passion about mm. bird watching, mm. you know, whatever it might be. Mm. Um, and, and being gay is just part mm. of our identity. Mm. You know, we said that right at the very beginning. Mm. We, we, we have a lot of facets mm. to ourselves. Mm. Um, and so... I think moving and, and, and there has been progress. You know, there's been progress here in the UK, uh, perhaps faster progress here than in Singapore. Um, other Asian countries are ahead of Singapore, uh, you know, legalizing same sex marriage uh, and unions. Uh, we, we've seen it in India. But I think you know, there is a need for leadership. There's a need for le leadership because um, the Singapore government. Can be very can be very quick to impose the law. I, I read this week of a lady you know, who who was in court for not wearing her mask. Got caught um, on by social media. You know that they didn't hesitate in 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 bringing bringing the the, the full force of law down on her. Um, you know the, the the man calling out the the mixed race couple. You know again causing. Uh, uh, a stir, and even this morning, I, I see that the police have brought the full force of the law down on some man who ch chose to ride his motorcycle without any clothes on. Um, so, <laughs> so you know, the law the law can be imposed, but I think also you know, you need to create an environment where where every citizen can legally be supported mm. to be mm. themselves. Mm. Um, and as I say, progress is being made. But until you get to that point where we can be comfortable in being ourselves mm. without necessarily having to shout it from the rooftops, because there's, there's much about many people's character, whether they be gay or straight, that they don't talk about. Mm. Um, and I know you have a question coming up later that, that sort of <laughs> might, uh, might relate to that. Yeah, there are there are lots of things that we do in our private lives that we don't necessarily need to talk about, and and are just not relevant. Mm. You know, we 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 come as ourselves. So 
Um, what, what what would my wish be for for greater acceptance yes. um, and 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 greater diversity within the bounds of with within the bounds of respecting the community? So yes. you know, I think we 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 don't need to cause offence and we don't need to. Um, uh, purposefully break rules that mm. are there for for the protection of others but do i think that includes the fact that you know we're lgbt and we might want to to have a, a union with someone for the rest of our lives definitely not mm. thank you very much and that's actually my my last question uh, before going on to the questions which is you know what is that one wish um you have um that you would like to see in your own lifetime um that will make um life or uh, aging as an LGBT person a little easier. So I think one thing would be um, in, the, in the way um, the law um, uh, kind of like evolves, that there will maybe be more progress in terms of how it, it uh, relates to LGBT people. Um, maybe um, Andy? Probably, I guess, uh, again, lab uh, probably non-labels or something uh, like, mm. just like what we, in our ch I mean, people who teach this world in our church, we don't even ask whether you are gay, lesbian, or bisexual, or transgender, mm. or straight, right? Mm. So once you don't even have that perception, like just the way you are, then, you know, that will be my wish list. La. So, yeah, mm. my generation i i guess uh i guess it depends on where you exactly are i guess in singapore probably it's a wish list but probably in some countries uh they are not but having been to like live in you know now uh oslo then gone to and probably for a while in australia i guess different country has different it's it's still a you know like uh uh, some people get away. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not like even they, they have laws, but they still uh, non discriminatory laws and all that. But still, there will be bound cases where it still exists. Yeah. Like even when we in Singapore, right, where we say, oh, our racial is race is no longer an issue or something like that. But recently we have just that that case of that, you know, that okay. um, polytechnic oh. lecturer thing telling to. Uh, there's still a lot of progress. La. Yeah, there's still a lot of progress in that, hmm. that sense. So. I mean, we want to see changes in the law, la, but I, we also recognize that the law itself is not everything that uh, people need to change to and the hearts need to change. La. Yeah. Okay, Irene? Um, One thing that you want to see in your lifetime, that you hope to see in your lifetime, that will make aging as an LGBT person easier. Um, again, I, I think it's um, the fact that for me personally mm. is, you know, uh, the acceptance of us being mm. able to be who we are. Mm. It, it really doesn't matter uh, in terms of our sexual preference. Mm. And in that respect, it's also recognizing that, you know, um, not everything is, should be uh, only catered to the uh, straight. So, for example, in terms of housing, mm. um, you know, uh, just because you are not in a, a so-called family nucleus, you mm. may or may not be able to, to afford a HDB even. Mm. So, for, for uh, hopefully in, in my lifetime, you know, uh, that the government will rec recognize that, you know, uh, it's not just the, the straight family nucleus that has mm. such um, uh, opportunities, Mm. But uh, for, you know, people who may not be straight, may mm. not be gay, lesbian, who, who basically can be, you know, just the fact that they can actually afford 
and buy a property uh, so that they can have a roof over their head, mm. you know, uh, without having to ascribe to uh, the traditional form of uh, what makes a family, mm. um, that would be a big step forward. Mm. And it's uh, still difficult. La. It's still difficult. Especially in Singapore. La. I mean, mm. where, you know, land is scarce and properties are so expensive. Mm. Uh, I, I think um, that is something that, you know, hopefully, even for rental flats, yes. um, you know, to, to allow um, individuals to be able to have that opportunity. Yeah, as opposed to finding that. someone else to live with, right? Yes. Having to do that. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, I mean, there are definitely still some barriers. And um, right now, um, it's still not easy, la, even though I think things are getting better. Yeah. I think for me, okay, um, I still feel that um, there are a lot of... I think, I think FCC is unusual, okay? Because where, uh, in FCC, there's a lot of different generations coming together. We literally have like kids running around and then uh, we also have like uh, students and then we also have uh, young adults uh, and seniors as well all coming together and it's pretty, I find it's actually quite unusual la, to me. It's a quite intergenerational so. context that I don't often, before I came to SEC, I didn't find it very often because usually when I go to, um, let's say the clubs or whatever, it's usually one dominant group. La. Yeah, or when I go for activities, events and so forth. So it's actually quite, I've always found it uh, quite unusual, but also quite um, a blessing la, to have different people coming together. Because I always have this, it's a fantasy or what, la, but it's a bit like, you know, um, there's, a, there's an idea that, you know, when different three generations coming together kind of concept, uh, you know, like uh, in, a, in, in a, um, the idea that uh, there are different people coming together and we're forming a community, right? So it's kind of like the idea that in our community, we have our, uh, uh, those who are uh, younger, growing older, and then we also have our, our elders sharing the stories and sharing experiences and wisdom to the next generation. Uh, so that, you know, kind of like we, we kind of support each other along the way as well. And, then, and that we are, it's not just about oh, aging and then how to support the, those who are growing old, but, you know, kind of like, you know, having this um, different maybe way and language to talk about that relationship. Uh. Hmm. Okay, any last words? Yeah, I, I, if I may, um, I, I, I think respect is is absolutely key here, mm. and dialogue. Mm. Um, you know, when when we humanise these issues, and by that I mean personalise, mm. then a lot of barriers break down. You know, I'd just like to share my experience in in getting to know true Singaporeans. I first came to Singapore in 2003 mm. um, under the guise, although I, I'd moved, just moved in with Melvin, literally uh, um, the day before we flew to Singapore, we were mm. coming um, to a friend of his wedding mm. and he told his family, would or asked his family, would it be all right if Michael stayed with us because it, he's a friend of, uh, of of this couple who are getting married, that, whose wedding I'm going to, and I was welcomed because I was a friend. And I came back the next year, um, and there was quite. You know, Why is Michael back? Oh well, I didn't see much of Singapore last time, and I came. You know, I enjoyed it so much. I want to come back. Oh well, lovely to see you again. And then the third time when I came was Chinese New Year. And Michael's back again. Well, he hasn't experienced Chinese New Year. By the time I come <laughs> four or five times, um, the penny started to drop on the family. 
Mm. We have never explicitly mm. said we are partners, but everybody knows. And because they got to know me in this very gentle and non-threatening way, mm. I am I'm absolutely thrilled to say that we've never been rejected. No one, no one has ever told me not to come and to go away. Mm. Um, we we respect the other people there are there are parts of his family that are very very religious and hold very mm. different views um on what is right and wrong to us mm. um i try not to get into too heated arguments with them because i've i've come to realize that that's their view mm. and i have my view but they don't they don't turn around and point fingers at us so i think it's really important to to get in these into these dialogues, mm. for us to speak our truth, mm. to listen to others, mm. and to agree not to agree sometimes, because mm. you know, we can't agree on everything. Um, we, know, we know that. Yeah, we're all wearing different clothes. We all drive different cars. If, we, if we're fortunate enough to have a car, we all like different music tastes. There are lots of things that, that divide us. But I come back to what you said right at the very beginning, um, Mark, when you said all are welcome, regardless of, and you, you listed a whole long list of, well, everything, regardless yeah. of anything, you're all welcome. And, and for me, that is just such a beautiful place to be. And if we can move our society forward in that way, then that's going to be great. Thank you so much. I mean, that's our... our our spiritual and also our uh, kind of like our mission la, for our church to, to live out this principle in our lives as we grow older and we face uh, more uh, different like, kind of situations that we have to make decisions on um, to, to do that, to love more and to include more and draw that circle wider. Okay, um, okay so I'm, I'm about the time where I'm going to move um, on to the questions from the floor. Um, any more to add before I move on? Any last words? I think um, Michael said it very, mm. <clears throat> very well in the sense that, you know, at the end of the day, it is also, um, you know, acceptance, mm. right? As much as we hope to be accepted, mm. regardless of anything, mm. um, I, think, I think it is also great if, let's say, we don't also then enforce our mm. views, ideas and opinions on others. You know, it is it is mutual respect, mutual acceptance, and and um, a reminder in the sense that you know just because we mm -hmm. are getting older doesn't mean that mm. we are dead and gone. You know, mm. we still have uh, uh, values. You know, uh, as mm. an older person, mm. uh, we still are able to contribute. Um, mm. You know, uh, if we want to follow the so-called norms, you know, whereby usually par uh, the older like grandparents are the ones who are looking after the kids because the parents are working and so on and so forth. There are still values that we, we can mm. provide. Um, uh, and if, let's say, as a community, regardless of age, if we can actually uh, come together uh, to learn from one another, to accept mm. one another, and to mm. support one another, that is, is the difference between um, a biological family and your chosen family. Mm. And mm. I personally have been very blessed because uh, my chosen family, you know, uh, my close friends and all, uh, and, and people within the community, you know, in FCC and, and even mm. outside, um, they have accepted me 
exactly as I am, mm. you know, um, and they have been very supportive. And I'm just ever so thankful for that, you mm. know, and I really hope that, you know, we all can experience that regardless of our age. Mm. Thank you so much. Actually, I got just some yeah. last words or something. So, mm. actually, aging, the topic of aging and growing old, that's, it's actually quite a wide range of coverage, mm. la, like dealing with it. It can be like your emotional, mental, financial, and oh. the baggage and mm. all that. And but and somehow further narrow down mm. in the context of the uh, uh, queer community. So it's really within that. This hour is really, I think, too much to condense into one. So mm. this is probably yes. like maybe a like snapshot only. Yeah, probably just yeah. a snapshot la. So there's so much more to talk about in terms of the retirement funds and you know. Actually, we were watching some videos at home uh, uh, just today, actually. <laughs> and then we were watching, wow, overseas got so many, wow, got all this yeah. coalition for LGBT aging, uh, got so many and what, things, what, programs. What they do uh, to programs like yeah. uh, to remove um, loneliness and all that. But those are in the context I, yeah. of like, yeah. Nursing homes context, well. Nursing homes yes. and all that. But I guess the Singapore side, a uh, little bit differently uh, because we live pretty densely. So, um, some policies, I guess, can anyway. I don't touch maybe, on that. Maybe, la. so, maybe la. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll get there. La. We'll get there. La. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Um, I have a few questions from uh, our friends at home, and um, uh, they're quite long. So let me just go slow. Okay. So the first question is this: um, As your peers' age, your peers, okay, around your age, grow older, do you find that they become more inclusive? Wondering how friendships formed with cis is it cisgender? Okay. Cisgender people, and maybe it's the auto autocorrect. Cisgender people evolve over the decades. Okay, repeat. Huh? As your peers age or grew older, do they become more inclusive? Uh, how have your friendships with people, um, other people evolved over time? Uh, maybe I can answer this first. Uh. Mm. To me, um, because they also grow older, then they are more exposed. Actually, they uh, tend to be more more, um, more inclusive. Uh, in some sense, maybe I cite mm -hmm. one example. I have this, uh, my friend married, uh, my friend and a girl uh, married Italian. So the, the father-in-law is actually, uh, the father-in-law is very flamboyant. So, <laughs> so he was asking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so I think he has some prejudice against like, um, maybe the gay community or something. La. So he was wondering, hey, how come uh, the Andy uh, not married? Uh, before then, uh, so uh, oh, uh, not married, Brian, you know, my close friends are about the same age group, like 40 plus, like, how come uh, they're all not married? Oh, uh, he's gay. <laughs> oh, but he's a good guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like certain perception over there. La. So certain mm. perception changed that. Yeah. So uh, it's the encounter. So... Yeah, it was uh, more uh, po po more positive experiences. So that be, uh, created that uh, they became more inclusive in that sense. Uh. The other example I want to cite is um, I think some of my close friends used to make butt jokes and all that uh, But ever since then, I guess uh, what, what butt joke? Uh, make make jokes, uh, you know, oh. of the community and all that. Oh. So, but they stopped doing so already. So mm. you know. They, they, they are more mindful of their mm. actions and words and all that. Yeah. But of course, they are also maybe, I guess, what I'm seeing is more positive, I guess there might be the more 
the other spectrum of mm. people la. so but yeah generally i find yeah as you grow older uh, as my peers all grow older i learn more so as a person uh i really learn a lot more about um like for example the tra- transgender community also yeah all that mm. so that made me more a better person and more inclusive right? including all my friends yeah so your answer is yes is it yes my yes. answer is yes okay um what about michael Yeah, um, I have to say that most of my friends are gay. We have we have a lovely cis uh, female friend who keeps all of our gay all of our gay group together. We we have uh, we have wonderful um, wine and champagne tastings together, um, oh. and so we're, we're we're very understanding of each other when we. We had a drink or two, um, but but the other thing I would just like to highlight is that um, we were part of a church community here in London, um, which which we left last year. But we still participate in a home group, a cell group, a, a small group, call it what you will, within that church that we were we were part of before we left. Um, we are the only couple in that group everybody else is 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 um either cis male or cis female um there is one other lady who is married but her husband doesn't attend that uh, we've got a couple of divorces three divorces um uh, four divorces actually and one uh, non-married person and none of that matters because we just love each other and we care for each other and we interact with each other we met on tuesday um this week and um we've been a group now for probably three years um and so it's beautiful and 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 no one ever questions us i remember when we joined our first group in this church um we got to know a a couple who had two young children uh one was about three and one was still in the push chair Um, and one sunday the, the wife of the couple said Would you like to join our home group? And I looked at Melvin, and I looked at her, and I looked at Melvin, and I looked at her again, and said, um, you, "You know, we're a couple. Yeah, will that be all right? Because this this was a, this was a very um, uh, very traditional, very evangelical Anglican church." Um, And she said, "Oh, it's fine. I've asked everybody. I've spoken to everybody. They're all fine about it. You know." So. <laughs> People can be accepting. You know, I, I, th- I think I think there can be a smokescreen that that is drawn up. I, I just one last anecdote. You know, when I was in my twenties and and I served on the church leadership group. You know, we had we had a cross section, and I was one of the youngest people. I don't know how I managed to get elected, but I did. Um, and there were there was plans to 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 alter something in the church. And one of the elder statesmen came to the meeting and went. I've been talking. People have been talking to me, and they're very unhappy. Um, and and he had such a stature and st- such a picture position within the church that no one dared ask him, "Who are these people? Who are these faceless people that have spoken to you but haven't spoken to the vicar, haven't spoken to anybody else?" We had no idea whether there were any objections from anywhere else. How many of these objections were? But this this person projected 
his whole army of people that were behind him. You know, they were too frightened, too scared, um, too shy to, to expose themselves, but he had the voice. Um, so I do think we need to be very careful of, 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 of opinion that, that is given on behalf of the the voiceless, faceless crowd. Mm. Um, yeah, um, 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 uh, perhaps I'm sounding a bit like an old broken record, but yeah, when, when a government says the people are not ready for such a move, how do they know that? You know, where is the evidence for that? Yeah, my evidence dealing with the family that I know in Singapore is, is no discrimination, no rejection mm. of who I am and who Melvin are. Mm. They are open mm. and welcoming and, mm. and accepting. It may be not what they would choose, but they're not standing in the way of us choosing it. Um, and I do think you know, that the time is coming when mm. the government should show leadership and, and, and strength to say to the people, this is the right thing to do. Lee Kuan Yew never hid from that. He said it was the right thing to do in time. You know, let, the, let the government show leadership and do the right thing. Hmm. So I guess, I mean, there are some positive changes, but definitely a lot more still needs to be done. Okay? But uh, let me just uh, pair the question down, okay? Because uh, the question could be taken at different levels. Inclusiveness could be government, politics, community. Actually, the question... Um, I think I would like to, to uh, pull it back. Huh? Okay, so it's my question to you is uh, as you grow older among your peers, do you find that people are becoming more inclusive? I don't know whether, okay, I, I have to ask the person now whether the peers mean uh, LGBT or not, but I guess it means non LGBT. Yeah. Do you think, yes, yes, becoming more inclusive? Um. Again, I, I can't speak for everybody who is around my age, right? In ah. the 50s, right? Uh, personally, I find that it's not so much as as you grow older, you become more accepting. Ah. Um, ultimately, it's still down to the individual because, you know, you have people who are a lot more open and more accepting because of the ex positive experiences that they had. And you have also people who are, um, you know, less accepting because of the negative experiences that they have. Mm. So it really boils down to the individual. Mm. But I think... For you, for you? For me, yeah. um, you know, my peers have always been accepting. But then again, it, it comes down to the fact that it's who you are, right? If you, mm. if, if like speaking mm. for myself, you know, uh, it is my prayer that, you know, I am, I am approachable, I am a good listener, I'm a good friend. Um, and therefore, you know, regardless of my sexual orientation, mm. regardless of my economic status, etc., you know, my my mm. uh, the the circle around me are very accepting of you know me as me, and mm. and uh, as an extension, they are also accepting to others as well, mm. um, and and try not to judge, uh, mm. and that's where I the old adage of, you know, birds of the feather flock together kind of situation yeah. is because you have the same values and you, yeah. you know, you value the other person yeah. as an individual first and foremost before mm. anything else. So, in answer to your question, uh, I have to say that it's individual. Okay. But I think, I think um, you know, hopefully as one grows older, one becomes a little bit wiser, uh, not as... Um, unforgiving, 
mm. and be a little bit more uh, empathetic and and understanding. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, because ultimately we are all humans. You know, if we cut, if we get a cut, we all bleed. Mm. You know, um, and and it is something that I I hope and pray for lah. Mm. I mean, this kind of question is a bit hard to say for the community. Like, it's more like for your own life. So sometimes yes. Sometimes it depends on individual. For you, yes, I guess. Um, I think for my, Michael, yes, but I think there's a lot of room for improvement, especially at the political level. Um, I think for me, I have to say, because I think it depends on... I, I don't know is it a good or bad thing, but I feel like sometimes, because of values and beliefs, so sometimes over time you curate your circle, right? So it kind of like, whether they're straight or not, they kind of like accept you. Okay, and the people you don't, I don't really um, have that personal relationship with. I think when you grow older, somehow it's like kind of you kind of know lah, right? When you reach a certain age, it's like them out already. I mean, seriously, you don't have to ask, you know already lah. Okay, uh, certain things, so certain profile you roughly know. So I think people also start asking. I don't know whether that's considered inclusive or not, but at least I don't say anything offensive lah. So I think that I'm happy about that. <laughs> okay, um, there are two more questions, but I want to skip the second question because I think the second question was about marriage. So if I have time, I'll return to that, okay? But the third question is about aging. So I want to move on to that first because that's on the topic for today more closely. Um, okay, so question, um, the, this question is about aging. As an aging LGBT person, I'm concerned about mental health issues. Uh, we face discrimination due to discrimination and being rejected by loved ones. Where can we get support and help? This is especially important because a lot of us are single and probably die a single. <laughs> uh, do I need to repeat? Yeah, I think you repeat. Okay, I may repeat one more time. As an LG, because uh, okay, uh, Michael is overseas, so uh, maybe sound a bit hard to hear. Let me repeat one slower, more time. Slow, yeah. Yeah, okay. As an aging LGBT person, uh, I'm concerned about mental health issues. Uh, we face due to discrimination and being rejected by loved ones. Where can we get support and help? This is especially important because uh, a lot of us are single and probably will die single. Okay. Anyone want to start first? Yeah, I, I'd, okay, like, I'd like to... I, I, I'm <laughs> delighted to tackle that because um, I, I've been getting help over the last four years Mm. with mental health issues mm. and and i think this pandemic has really helped certainly in our community here in london but i think around the world mm. for people to be much more open to discuss mental health mm. issues yes and mental and, and mental health has been you know, the, the 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 definition of mental health has been drawn much wider much wider and much greater acceptance. So, yeah, that my first my first uh, comment is hooray! You know that we can we can talk about it. Mm. Secondly, I think in that question, it was there, there was some some real fundamental truth. You know, if if you as as a gay person grow up thinking that you are not normal that you are different, that you are unaccepted, that you are mm. being criticised, that you cannot be yourself, mm. what this does is, 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 is create a divided person in mm. yourself. And, mm. and this is what I've known for a lot of my life, mm. that, and, 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 and you, you compartmentalise You say, well, I, I, I'm like this. And, I, and, and I've been described as 
a chameleon. I think that's the right word. You're, uh, the, the animal that changes its color depending okay, upon its uh, 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 depending on its circumstances, depending on its 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 the nature in which it's it's occupied. And yep, I would I you know I would be straight here. I would be gay there. I would be outward facing there. I would be shy here. All of these different parts of me very divided. So I I don't know the answer to where you get help in Singapore. But I would strongly, strongly encourage anybody who has any doubt about who they are and what they are mm. to go and seek help. I've had this most wonderful counsellor who I've met virtually every week for the last four weeks. And we just talk about stuff. Mm. We just talk about it and they help me to unpack it and they help me to understand what is my truth and what might have been told to me as a mm. child that is no longer true for me mm. that I, and I can start to leave behind things that are not helpful and to be stronger with things that are helpful. Um, and, and, and in response to the previous question, I think you know, this is one of the gifts that we can have in growing older as a gay person that we can become we can get to know who we are mm. we can be comfortable with who we are and we can be strong enough to say who we are mm. um Thank and mm. i think you know, just being able to say this to you all is quite courageous i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pat myself on the back <laughs> for being brave enough brave enough to admit those things because i tell you four years ago i would not have been brave enough i'm fine everything's okay nothing wrong with me i would say knowing in the back of the, my mind that i wasn't quite comfortable in this situation and i wasn't quite happy about that and i wasn't quite dealing with something else in the right way mm. and i would put up all these defenses to project a very together, strong, good man. Mm. And I'm not. Mm. I'm just like everybody else. I'm human. I have my faults. I have my weaknesses. Mm. And that's okay. Mm. I don't need to be perfect. I just need to be me. And it's been a privilege just to be able to share that with you today. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, I think... Being learning to be growing older is also a chance to learn how to be vulnerable and to find that, that space in which you can be vulnerable and to, to make those choices to be. La. So I think that's quite beautiful. I mean, it's about mental health. So the question was actually about mental health. La. And then um, how we actually face a lot, lot more of it. So as we grow older, you know, do you find that um, you face uh, mental health becomes a more of an issue as you age, uh, as an LGBT person, especially because due to discrimination and so forth? Especially because, you know, uh, we might be single and probably die a single. Okay, question, answer. Actually, um, mental health is a different thing. You know, there are different, like bipolar uh. considered mental health, mental health, like uh, psychological delusional uh. issues also considered uh. mental health, and also depressions and all that. Uh. It's pretty a wide spectrum. Quite so wide spread. It's not, very wide. Yeah, so probably uh, in that respect, I, I guess... Quite, quite a fair bit is due to the value system. 
uh, in a sense like, let's say you feel insecure about, let's say you got a million dollars and yet you still feel insecure about not having enough and that greater anxiety and you know that, and all that, I guess um, there are things that need to be, uh, the value system, uh, certain values probably need to be challenged. Your values certainly need to be challenged. And I guess the best, mm -hmm. probably uh, a, a counselor or some somebody yeah. who would, would, would come, like maybe uh, from, if if you're willing, okay. that step to uh, FCC and uh, probably speak to Pauline and see whether uh, whether there's any directions that where she can help because uh, uh -huh. Pauline is a counsellor after all, then okay, I think she maybe, could probably point maybe, certain directions. Yeah, I think at this point, I also need to clarify that, um, you know, FCC is, okay, we're we not saying that that, that what, um, LGBT people have more mental health issues than other people, okay? Yep. Uh, but what we, we will probably say is that we do have a, maybe a, a um, specific way we need to talk about those mental health issues that will be better uh, in a safer environment, uh. So, I mean, FCC provides uh, counseling services, okay? So, please let us know if you need help. Um, uh, but, of course, we, we have a spiritual dimension to it. Um, so, I mean, we also have contacts with other counseling agencies in Singapore that are very supportive and affirming. So, you can also let us know. We can also drop um, a, a, a call or a message to our friends uh, to pass the message, okay? But back to the question, okay, about mental health. As an LGBT person aging, I'm concerned about mental health issues we face, especially because we are more discriminated, lah, especially because we are more likely to be single and probably die alone. Okay, it's a bit, I'm reading word for word, lah, okay, so I'm not being a uh, drama here. This is just word for word. Finish, really? Um, you, you, maybe you, you have okay. Yeah, I'm okay, yeah. I, maybe I'll just say, like, it's not just going to be one session or two sessions that it's like, I think, mm. It really depends on what the situation faces. Maybe uh, the person is facing caregiving responsibilities and all that. Mm. Probably then caregivers alliance would provide mm. a lot greater help um, facing, uh, you know, mm. support in, the, in that sense. Uh. And mm. in terms of that, um, like rather pessimistic of dying alone and all that is true. I mean, singles, but it doesn't mean that you don't have friends that bang around. So certainly, I guess in that layer or that question there, probably there must be something, you know. Have to. Uh, I think when you're you single. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah j j just like, I, I guess, uh, remember the dirty hands, uh, we have that arm of that, uh, elderly, you know, yeah. outreach. Yeah, the elderly, they, they, they are doing quite well, but they are lonely. But I, I guess they just needed somebody to talk to and a bunch of volunteers uh, went there to just to, to talk to them rather than to clean the house. And it's not like mm. they needed a help. But I guess it's, it's not so straightforward okay. as to just yeah one one session or three sessions to get the help. Mm. But quite, I feel, uh, not just within the circum circumstance there, but also, I guess, certain uh, beliefs mm. uh, that they hold, that is holding, creating that, you know, yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess for myself, at this very moment, I think I'm the only qualified one since, you know, you are all attached and stuff like that, right? I'm still single, <laughs> right? Um, having said that, I, I think mental issues is a very wide and, and mm. uh, very wide terminology. You mm. know, how, how one considers um, having mental issues uh, really depends on the definition. So, um, mental health issues. Mental, yeah, mental yeah. Health, health issues. issues yeah. Right. So, so for myself, mm. um, back in two zero one three, I mm. suffered from depression. Mm. Um, 
I didn't really know that I was suffering from depression mm. other than Happens. the fact that, you know, I was crying all the time. Mm. I didn't want to get out of bed. And, um, you know, I, I, I didn't want to be in contact with anyone. Mm. And it's not the fact that I'm older. Uh, I mm. mean, 2013. It just hits. It hit me. It's not because of age. Yeah, it's not an yeah. age thing. So, so, not recognizing that I was suffering from depression was also an issue, right? Mm. Because I, I just didn't understand why am I crying all the time? I mean, you know, for, for those who know me, generally I'm, I'm quite yeah, I'm uppity, quite yeah, you know, happy-go-lucky kind of situation. Mm. So I didn't understand it. But for that, for that four or five days that I was depressed, um, I literally, you know, not that nobody mm. uh, came to help. Mm. It's just that I didn't know and I didn't want to be in contact with anyone. Mm. Having gone through that, um, I think it is to me, uh, even to this day, uh, a big concern. You know, because being single, staying alone, as I grow older, as I mentioned earlier, right? Mm. What if I fall down? What if I faint? Mm. You know, who's going to know? Is somebody going to like, you know, uh, neighbor suddenly come and say, oh, we have this smell and, and things like that. So the fear mm. uh, and, and, you know, the fear of dying alone, the fear of, uh, you know, loneliness and all that. These are real issues, not just an age issue. Uh, these are real issues for anyone who is mm. on their own, mm. right? Um, and I, and in terms of like where to get support, I, I would say that yes, that you know, uh, there are a, a lot of uh, counseling services that are available. Um, so don't don't feel that oh um, the stigma mm. oh uh, I I'm I'm I I don't want to see a counselor because or mm. a psychiatrist or a psychologist because you know uh, uh, there is stigma associated with it. Mm. If we need help open our mouths and ask for help, mm. right? Um, recognize the fact that, you know, there is help available. Mm. We are never alone. As a mm. Christian, you know, definitely never alone. But where we get the help from, right? So um, as Mark has said, FCC uh, is open and, and available to assist, you know, uh, not plugging FCC per se, but, you know, there are definitely other counseling uh, uh, services out there. Uh, you know that you can at least first reach out to, and, and obviously if you are if you are well mm. to do, you know mm. you can always uh, uh, pay for the services. But there are also other volunteers yeah, uh, and associations that has mm. subsidies and so on and so forth. Mm. Secondly, is also you know to cultivate uh, your own community, your own network. Mm. You know, uh, just because you're single and you're growing older doesn't mean that you are. Alone, alone. Yes. Um, I'm very blessed. I have a network of, you know, uh, uh, brothers and sisters who, who do check in on me once in a while, uh, who mm. will drop me a text or, you know, give a call. And, and that is open to anyone, you know. Mm. Uh, I would encourage us, you know, uh, those who are getting older mm. uh, to actually have that cultivation of that community, of that yes. network. It doesn't have to be many, you know. Even if you have five people mm. and, and if, you, if you feel that, you know, you're comfortable and, and, and that, that um, bondship, kinship, mm. you know, is there, 
um, don't don't feel shy to to let them know. You know, uh, hey, can you check in on me? Like you know, like five different people. Right? Check in on me on Monday. Check in on me on Tuesday. Just just be open. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, mm. that's you know, and and more importantly is you know to realize that. Don't wait until the last minute before you start cultivating. Don't wait until the last minute before you start seeking for help. Um, even on a normal basis now, you know, uh, you can read read up, um, you know, uh, how to how to stay positive, how to have a, mm. a better mental health, mm. uh, how to how to keep up, you know, uh, uh, in terms of like you know maybe go for walks, go for exercise because that helps. Looking at things differently. Uh, feeling, you know, uh, feeling that um, you are not alone is very important. Mm. So, please, for me, I'm also reminding myself yes. uh, to do that. Mm. And that's also being vulnerable, actually. I mean, asking for that help, right? Sorry, actually, Andy, you wanted actually, to Actually, I wanted to say that within mm. FCC, actually, we have persons who are siblings in Christ who are suffering uh, mental health issues uh, and their cell groups. I know of at least one cell group who embraced the sleeping in Christ la, and wholeheartedly and like giving support. Yeah, and, open. La. Yeah, and, but yeah, of course the person was of course uh, quite open be, about yeah. it, right? Was yeah. quite open about it. And yeah, the cell group leader was uh, very embracing. And yeah, but of course he had, he was uh, aged enough, old enough to, yeah, wise enough to provide the support. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael, you wanted anything? No, I'm huh? no, I'm just conscious of the time. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. So I think um, uh, we we actually kind of like answered the last question now, which was about the kind of the practical um, implications about caregiving arrangements. So um, I think I hear things like really actually being uh, very conscious about making those choices or reaching out to people, uh, and I think that that is also um, it's scary and being vulnerable, but it's also a, a choice that we make because I think. Um, maybe in the traditional life cycle, the typical chronology, you know, in a kind of a typical, you know, uh, grow up, get married, have children, and da 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 da. You have a certain expectation of how the caregiving is supposed to work. But actually, we also have choices that we can make. We can make alternative arrangements. We can have alternative. We don't have. I, I heard. I just heard it today. We don't have biological families, but we can have logical families. Uh, families that we make by choice. Um, and um, that it can actually be an empowering thing, but we have to be vulnerable and we have to make that step to kind of like reach out to others. Lah, right? And it's not easy because I think when you get older, I find it's harder to, I feel it's harder to ask for help. Lah, because I find it's, um, you, you want to, there's an expectation to be stronger, to be like, you got things covered, you no problem, okay? I, that's Michael was saying, like, no, no issue, like strong, you know, okay? but actually we need, all the more we need to be vulnerable, lah, I feel. Hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, thank you, everyone, for all your sharing. Um, thank you. Maybe any last uh, words for our friends at home before we close the session? Uh, maybe we'll start with uh, maybe Michael. Um, getting old is not as scary as you might think it is when you're 18 or 19 or 20. En enjoy the journey because life is a journey. It's not a destination. Amen. Okay. Andy. 
Yeah, aging can can be something quite empowering, like maybe turn your turning your hair grey or something. Like people t- tend to take you more seriously or something. Particularly for me, who's like you know, who like <laughs> a kid, right? So yeah, so when I tell them that I'm actually forty five, oh yeah, then they take you more seriously. And also like uh, you know, uh, Ben, the actor Ben, was actually sharing that actually as he grow older, he actually get more jobs because he because of all his grey hair, right? Uh, like people in his profession, all the upkeep like. <laughs> white hair, so uh, no, no, black hair. So he like start to get a uh, white hair, jobs, and he was like, yeah. like the one that stand stood out. So he he got all the jobs, the you know the commercials and all that. Yeah, yeah. That's all. It can be pretty empowering, uh, So mm. yeah. Irene, uh, for me, it's a reminder that you know no man is an island. You know mm. we are never alone. Uh, whether it's your faith belief mm. or you know your immediate circle, mm. uh, you're never alone. Mm. reach out, be open, be vulnerable, be mm. authentic. Mm. I think that's the best way to make connections and that's the best way that, you know, uh, people can understand you and you can also then understand where they are coming from. Uh, and don't be afraid to reach out. Thank you. Um, I think don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to make those choices that would give you that kind of like space in which you can be to grow even more uh, as we grow older. So, okay. All right. Um, I think um, it's really 9.30, it's pretty late, and I thank you everyone for staying with us. It's not easy to concentrate and stay focused. Um, so thanks everyone for joining us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, uh, and also to our panelists you know, for sharing your stories, for being vulnerable, and for um, helping us along the way. Okay. Thank you for having us. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from London. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, I got two announcements. One is... Uh, this Sunday, um, FCC is having an LPA talk, uh, Lasting Power of Attorney, uh, which I actually just did. So actually, it's pretty, uh, got a lot of things to, to know. Lah, okay? It's not so simple as just signing in paper, although you, technically you just sign. Lah, but there are a lot of things to note. So um, if you'd like to find out a little more, okay, I don't think we're providing the LPA actual signing service, but we're just telling you about it. Lah, okay? We have some professionals to share with you about it. So if you'd like to um, join us, uh, we please please drop your message in info at freecomchurch.org. Okay, we'll leave the, the email there. Uh, you can probably also see in our emailer to you, lah, I think. And um, if you're not too sure, you can always join us on Sunday, okay? And then after the service, they will probably like do a pitch again, lah, so you will know when it starts. Okay, but you need to sign up for it. So please uh, email us, okay? Uh, second thing is, uh, this is the second session. We have one more uh, coming up next week. Okay, so we are still um, learning, okay, we're learning and we're growing, okay, um, how to make this better, okay, so uh, if you have any comments, questions, feedback, complaints, okay, about today's session, uh, please go to fcc.la, uh, fcc.la slash heart, H-E-A-R-T, feedback, okay, fcc.la slash heart feedback, I think it's probably in the email as well, okay, so we will we'll send it out again uh, in the chat. Okay, so uh, good night, everyone. Have a great weekend, and I wish everyone a great pink dot. Um, this tomorrow is it? Tomorrow, uh, okay. So please get online and light up your pink dots, and I'll see you. Um, we'll see you again next week for our talk. Okay, our final talk uh, on um, uh, transgender uh, and uh, trans identities, lah. Okay, and what it means to negotiate that in Singapore and also with our own uh, spiritual development and our walk. Okay, so thank you, everyone. Good night, and we'll see you soon.